So tonight, uh, we'd like to, uh, we come to tonight's uh, 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 message or fellowship, we may say, and that is morning revival. And last week, uh, what did we cover? Confessing our sins. Okay, so this, today we're covering morning revival. And uh, these um, matters that we're fellowshipping about, uh, we actually covered them in some of our previous Bible studies uh, a, a year ago, more than a year ago. And uh, we titled them the key elements of the Christian life. And uh, the reason why we uh, titled it that because they really are key elements. <laughs> they really are uh, the building blocks of our Christian life. And I would say also that in addition to our Christian life, we have to see that our Christian life is also for the church. We have to see that our Christian life is not something that we can do individually and independently from both the Lord and from one another. So we have to see that, uh, yes, all these matters that we're fellowshipping, the matter of confessing our sins, and tonight we're going to be fellowshipping over morning revival. Again, it's for our Christian life. But please add this uh, next thing. It's for the church. It's for the church life. The Lord Jesus said, I will build my church. So the question is, how is he building his church? Well, he is building his church by dispensing himself into every member of his body. So I hope that we catch this. So tonight we like to uh, get into uh, the outline. And... Um, you know, for some of us, maybe we have heard this uh, kind of speaking before, or these kind of words before, morning revival. But I'd like to read to those who kind of feel this way. I'd like to read Philippians 3.1. It says, Rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you for me is not irksome. That means it's not tedious and it's not troublesome. <laughs> but for you, it's safe. So we want to be safe. <laughs> we want to be safe with the words that what? Remind us, that keep us uh, in, in, in a walk that fulfills God's purpose, right? Um, the other thing, too, is that uh, with morning revival, we need to see that, uh, uh, as the title implies, it is uh, basically the time is in the morning, and what happens in the morning in our Christian life, or at least what should happen? We should be revived. Now, uh, this matter or this term, morning revival, is not in the Bible. However, there is a principle in the Bible, and I'd like to read to you a verse, 2 Timothy 1.6. It says, For which cause I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. Romans 12:11 says that we should be burning in spirit. Revelation 3:15-16, the Lord warns us against being lukewarm. So what is the principle here? Okay, we are made up of a spirit, soul and body. The Lord is in our spirit. So every day as we're going through our day and our day finishes in the night, we go to sleep, and if we don't have this renewed uh, uh, mindset of the next morning, I'm, gonna, I'm going to rise up to be revived by the Lord, 
uh, let me tell you, our spirit is going to be cooled down. Many times we cool down, uh, especially in the night. Our spirit is not so burning. So this is why we want to fellowship this matter of morning revival, because we need to have a clear view of what this actually means, right? So that we can uh, 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 go on in our Christian life or the church life. So how about we read uh, number one and the verse there. Ready? All together. Go. I really love this uh, verse. It says, I love those who love me. You know, Mark 12, 30 says that you shall love the Lord with your whole heart. Right? I am so glad that there is such a commandment in the Bible. That you shall love the Lord with your whole heart. But one thing is to be commanded. The other thing is to actually love the Lord. And so this verse says, I love those who love me. Wow. You know... Uh, I love this verse because this verse shows us something. It shows us that uh, uh, nothing but love keeps us in a proper relationship with the Lord. If we love the Lord, guess what? He also loves us, right? Also, um, this love, as we're loving the Lord, you know what it does? It saves us from what? From a religious duty or from... Code methodology, methodology, or methods. So, if I am with my wife and if our relationship is all about methods, <laughs> let me tell you, that relationship is gonna, not going to last. If just my relationship is without love, let me tell you, that relationship is not going to last. But we need to be the first ones that make motion towards the Lord and tell him, Lord, I love you. You know, there's a verse in Psalms 2.12. It says, kiss the son. So there's a verse that tells us to kiss the son. What does that mean? That means that we need to contact the Lord in love. But there's also another verse in Song of Songs uh, 1.2 that says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. How about that? We kiss him, and you know what he does? He kisses us. How about this kind of relationship? And as we're loving him, you know what uh, 1 Corinthians 8.3 says? But if, but if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. So you know why we want to love the Lord? Because we want him to know us. And as we're knowing him uh, by loving him, and uh, he is knowing us by us loving him. Uh, this leads us into the second part of seeking him. When we seek him, we will find him. And when we find him, you know what? It is the greatest reward to our Christian life. For God to come to us, it is like, you know, unlike any kind of uh, anything or any person you could receive. When the Lord touches you, let me tell you, he touches you and you realize, wow, Lord, thank you for giving yourself to me. Thank you for visiting me this morning. So we need to seek the Lord until we find him. 
You know the first person that found the Lord uh, in the day of his resurrection was a sister, and her name was Mary. And you know, one of the characteristics of Mary was that she loved the Lord. Well, it's no rocket science. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, it's a no-brainer that a lover would be the first one to, to see the Lord in resurrection and even be, you know, a, a, a witness of him, right, in his resurrection. So this is the kind of persons we want to be. We want to love the Lord, and as we're loving the Lord, we seek him, and as we're seeking him, we will find him. Um, I like um, this example about uh, uh, seeking and finding the Lord. There's an example that says that our reading the Bible and our seeking the Lord is just like drinking water. So reading the Bible is like holding a cup with water. So the Bible is like a cup. Here's my Bible that contains water. But it's not until you pray when you seek the Lord to contact him and to enjoy him in his word. It's not until you pray that you are actually taking in the water. One thing is to hold or one thing is to read the Bible. But when you begin to pray over what you're reading, that is you taking in the water. So I really enjoyed this little example uh, because what if I, uh, let me see, uh, Genki, what if I, let's say you give me this, and it's a cup of coffee that you made for me. Let's say you give it to me, or a cup of water, right? And I, what do you expect for me to do once you give me this cup full of water? You what? Drink from it. But what if I begin to admire it? I just begin to admire uh, the, the, the material and maybe the drawing on the cup. That's, that's going to offend you, right? <laughs> so what do I need to do? In order for me to receive what he's given me and honor what he's given me, I need to enjoy what he's given me, right? <clears throat> it's the same way in our seeking. We need to seek. <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> <clears throat> It is the same way in our coming to the Lord and in coming to the Lord in his word. This is exactly what happened in John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40. Remember the Lord came to, uh, he rebuked the Jewish uh, teachers because they admired the, 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 the scriptures. It's kind of like they admired the cup or the Bible, right, as an illustration. But uh, they were not willing to come to the Lord Jesus, which was revealed in the scriptures, which was in the scriptures. And so they only searched the scriptures, but they were not willing to come to the Lord Jesus to receive eternal life. So this is, a, again, our seeking. Uh, uh, we need to uh, bring in the matter of prayer as we're contacting the Lord, right? Part of our seeking and finding the Lord is to contact him by exercising our spirit in a prayerful way, right? How about the next point, number two? How about the sisters? Uh, read the point and uh, Lamentations 3.22 and 23 and Brothers Psalms 5 and, uh, verse 3. Ready? Sisters, go.
Brothers? I really like this verse in Lamentations, for his compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. I really enjoyed seeing that Jeremiah, he sought God every morning. And you know what he discovered? He discovered God's compassions. So this verse shows us what? That when you seek God, you're going to discover something. What that may be, we don't know. It just depends where you're reading in the scriptures or what the Lord reveals to you. But the point is, is that he discovered it. It was by him seeking the Lord, right? And where was the best time? In the morning, right? Even Psalm 5.3 says, O Jehovah, in the morning you will hear my voice. So in order for us to uh, 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 see this matter, we have to see also that a Christian should rise up early because it's in the early morning that the it is the very time when God dispenses his spiritual food and holy fellowship to his children. This is what happened in Exodus 16. You know, in Exodus 16, um, the children of Israel, after they had crossed uh, the Red Sea out of Egypt, they came into the wilderness, and eventually the Lord started feeding them with something called manna, which was like a heavenly bread that would fall from the heavens to the earth. And they needed to gather it every morning. If they missed gathering it in the morning and they waited until noontime, it was too late. So today, let me tell you, it is the same thing. If we miss the Lord in the morning, more than likely uh, we've missed the Lord for the rest of the day. The morning was very important for the children of Israel to gather that manna. And we know that the manna was the heavenly food that uh, uh, strengthened the children of Israel, right? And so um, this is very important because if we see that it is in the morning that the Lord dispenses his holy food and gives us his holy fellowship, then we will be uh, proper Christians that have a walk that matches him. And even we will have a walk that's for the church life. Um, there was a sister who once said that um, uh, how much a person loves the Lord can be judged primarily by the way he chooses between his bed and the Lord. Do you love your bed more or the Lord more? <laughs> I think we all can attest to that, right? My wife, uh, she loves soft pillows. I like firm pillows. And the reason I like them is because I sleep well. And a lot of times, sometimes they keep me from, like, just waking up those extra few minutes early. You know why? Because just to expose myself, sometimes I love my bed and I love that pillow more than the Lord. But you know what? As I'm laying there, the Lord just reminds me, do you love me? And I say, Lord, I love you. <laughs> and I just roll that first foot out. <laughs> and I get up and I spend some time with the Lord. Right. So it's very important that um, we want our human life to mirror our spiritual life every day. So we have to see that it is the morning time. It's the best time. Um, you know, even the Lord said uh, in Revelation 2, 4, I have one thing against you. 
that you have left your first love. And let me tell you, I hope that we, we take to heart those words. We don't want the Lord to have anything against us. We want the Lord uh, to tell us, I, want, I, I know you. How do I know you? Because you love me. And you love me with the first love. You know why the morning, now let me say one, one more thing. The morning really represents the root of that day. If you think about it, uh, even the most successful people in, 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 in business have attributed of having a very disciplined uh, 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 kind of schedule, but it, th most of their day starts like at four in the morning or five in the morning. Five is actually pretty late for them. And you know, that's in the secular world. But for a Christian, I will say that the root of our day should be the morning. Uh, there's a verse that says in Romans, I believe. Let me think I have it here. It says, if the root is holy, the branches are also. You know what that means? That means that if we spend uh, in the mornings uh, a time with the Lord to seek him, to love him, to seek him and find him, then you know what? Our life, our Christian life is going to be holy. It's going to be even victorious. I would even say we will have the way to live Christ out. So how about the next one? Number three, brothers, together. Being revived. Psalm 69, 32b, brothers, go ahead. I really like this verse because when we seek the Lord and we find Him, you know what happens? Our hearts begin to get revived. Amen. You know, um, I'd like to say something also in light of the age that we live in today. With everything that's happening outside, you know, in the, from both the political world to um, uh, uh, foreign affairs to the economy, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening outside. And there's some verses in Matthew that says that the heart of the people will grow cold. And let me tell you, as Christians, uh, there's a lot of things that we can be hearing. And let me tell you, those things, if you haven't realized it by now, they can make a person's heart very cold. But as Christians, we need to be watchful. And we need to take care of our heart. And we need to take care of our heart, just like Mark 12, 30 tells us, you shall love the Lord with what? Your whole heart. And not just your whole heart, but even your whole mind. So what we put into our ears can either cause our hearts to uh, be uh, either, if we're putting the word of God in our ears or listening to his speaking by opening his word, let me tell you, our hearts will stay warm. Our hearts, our hearts will stay hot for the Lord. But if we listen to the, all these other things, you know what's going to happen? Our heart's going to grow cold. And guess what? The enemy then will defeat us, and the Lord will have no way for us to live Christ out, much less live for Christ and the church. So, again, I just wanted to say that little word because I feel more than ever before, we need to take care of the root of our day. And that root of the day is our morning time with the Lord. We need our hearts to be revived. You know, every morning, uh, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> My wife, on the opposite, she is a morning person. 
It seems like she always has wonderful uh, morning revivals with the Lord because she's just naturally a morning person. But it takes me a little while. And let me tell you, the easiest way for me to uh, revive my heart, uh, to get it kind of going, is to tell the Lord Jesus, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Also, to call on his name, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You know what? This is actually... Uh, when we exercise our spirit, guess what the spirit begins to do? It begins to revive our heart. <laughs> so this is very crucial. Uh, we need to seek God so that our heart can be revived. The last point, uh, number four, practicing. How about sisters? Read uh, A and the verse there. Ready? Go. Amen. So now we like to kind of tune into practicing, right? So, so far we've seen what? We've seen that uh, we can um, seek and find the Lord. The best time is when? In the morning. And what, do we, uh, what happens to us? We are revived, right? But in order to practice, there are some very practical points here, A, B, C, and D, and E. And here it says getting yourself ready for the next morning. And I have four little points. If you want to write them down, you're welcome to. If you have a good memory, you can remember them. But here it goes. In order for us to get ourselves ready for the next morning, um, have your Bible ready next to your bed. <laughs> right? Right here. Have your Bible ready next to your bed. Number two. Go to sleep early. <laughs> uh, you know, with this matter of going to sleep early, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in the age of technology, but now I've kind of caught up a little bit. So I do have an iPhone, you know, and uh, that's a pretty good step for me. Uh, but let me tell you, this thing has a way, even as I go to bed, it's right next to my bed and it's charging. And the tendency is just to get it and start like reading the news. And by the time you read the news, you click on another article, and then you click on another, it takes you to YouTube. And after you take it to YouTube, by the time you know it, you've lost at least an hour to hour and a half. <laughs> easily, easily. So <laughs> if we're gonna say we're gonna go to bed early, I'd say you might wanna move your phone to like another room. <laughs> Uh, unless it's your only means for communication, kind of at least move it away from your bed. The only thing you want to have next to your bed is your Bible. Okay? Uh, so go to sleep early and put your device away. Let it get charged up. Number three, from last week's fellowship, we can confess our sins. You know when? I used to think, well, let me just confess my sins the next morning. How about confessing your sins before you go to bed? Isn't that practical? I thought that was really good. How about confessing your sins that very evening? And then you can, the fourth thing is you can pray to the Lord and tell him, Lord, I want to fellowship with you tomorrow morning. Just ask him in that way of prayer. Do you not think he's going to answer that kind of prayer? I believe he will. If we ask him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. But, Lord, I also, I'm asking for you to forgive me of my sins because tomorrow morning I want to fellowship with you. Let me tell you what, the Lord is so faithful 
to answer these kind of prayers, right? So those are the four things. Number one, uh, have your Bible next to your bed. Number two, go to sleep early. Put away the devices, right? Confess your sins before you go to sleep and ask the Lord that you want to fellowship with him the next morning, right? There's a lot of verses actually that show us this, but for the sake of time, let me move on to letter B. How about uh, brothers? Read the point and the verses. Ready? Go. Amen. I really like uh, this point, too, and I would say that this is probably, um, uh, uh, I would say this is very crucial if we are to have a good time in the mornings with the Lord. And uh, in these verses, it says that the word of Jehovah came to who? Uh, Ezekiel in the morning. And then in verse uh, 16, Exodus 16, we see that they gathered the manna morning by morning. And, um, you know, basically, in these verses, we have to see that if we just take simply the Word of God in a very simple way, um, you know, a lot of times we may have some concepts about what does it mean to be revived in the morning. Like, we may have some devotionals, and let's say this is a devotion. This is not a devotion. It's, let's say that I, now that I read the verse and then I read, like, a commentary and then I make a little prayer for my day, like, I mean, that's better than nothing, okay? Let me just be clear about that. However, I would say that when we contact the Word, I'd like to read something, and this has been my experience, and I'd like to read it to you. What has, how is it that I've experienced contacting the Word and being nourished by the Word? It says, first, begin by spontaneously offering a short prayer to the Lord. Then open your Bible and start to read. While you are reading, spontaneously respond to the Lord with what you read. Simply read and pray. And pray and read. In this way, your praying will be mingled with your reading. Read and pray. Read and pray. Then pray more and read again. So... What I like to practice is, you know, I'm a father of three children, and now we have a little puppy. And let me tell you, I don't have a lot of time. I got to wake up pretty early with my wife, and we've got to set a lot of things. But in order for us to practice morning revival, um, we have to make it very practical. And so one of the things that I enjoy is just taking a few verses whether it's from your reading, uh, your Bible reading schedule that are provided to us uh, through our website, CSOC, or whether it's your own morning devotional book that you may have, the, the things that we need to focus on is just, just picking at least a few verses, two or three verses, and just read them through. But as you're reading them, mingle it with prayer, what, 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 what you're reading. And you know, uh, about, I was just considering my experience about praying over God's word. And at first, I remember 20 years ago, uh, I had just come back to the Lord. 
I was backslidden. And I didn't have the practice of praying over God's word. But I remember a brother uh, who would call me every Tuesday and Thursday. And he would help me uh, by phone. He would call me and he would tell me, how about you turn to John 1.1 and then we'll read John 1.1 and John 1.14. And we will just use these two verses to pray over. And at first, when I was listening to him, how he did it, I would stay very silent. And I didn't like, I was trying to pick up, like, how do you do this? Well, let's, let me tell you, he did this with me for a whole year. Every Tuesday and every Thursday, he would call me at 6 in the morning. And we would just spend 10 minutes to read two verses. And he helped me to pray over God's word. And let me tell you, this became the way I practiced for the rest of my Christian life. When I eventually went to a Bible school for two years, I continued to do this. And I focused to pray to the Lord and use his word to uh, read it and mingle it with prayer. And so I said, you know what? All the people that I'm going to meet, I'd like to teach them the same thing. So I came up with this little idea. I used to call it e-crumbs. And what I would do, I would get like, you know, there were some new people that had just received the Lord. Let's say Alex is, come over here, Alex. And let's say that Alex just received the Lord. And, you know, I want him to grow spiritually. You know, you may have some people that, uh, that, that are just received the Lord or maybe uh, uh, have never heard of praying over God's word. But since we met and we became friends and companions, you know what? I have a heart for him to grow in the Lord. So I would give this to my friend or this student. And I said, how about we read this verse together? Ready? Go. Go, therefore, and disciple all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And you know what we would do? We would just take a moment and I would explain to him, how about we mingle this with prayer? And we would go, go therefore and disciple all the nations. And I would say, Lord, send us to go and disciple all the nations. Amen. How about you repeat that prayer? Lord, send us to go therefore and disciple all the nations. Hallelujah. Amen. And then I would go, oh, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Okay, I would say, how about we say, Lord, how about baptizing some uh, this week? Lord, how about baptizing some this week? Amen. Amen. Very simple. I would just use the words from the scripture just to make a prayer or to mingle it with prayer. Thank you, bro. <laughs> the point is, is that it's very simple. It's very simple. All you have to do is take the word and just begin to converse with the Lord using the very words of the scripture. And when you exercise in this way, let me tell you, the Lord then gets mingled with you through his spirit in the word. This is a wonderful, wonderful uh, exercise. And I just encourage you. Let me continue here. Um, 
You know, we don't need to spend a long time. If you remember anything about feeding on God's word, we don't need to spend a long time. It can be very short and sweet, okay? Number, or letter C, how about uh, sisters? Hearing the Lord and the verse. Yes, I really enjoy this verse a lot because this verse, you know, uh, uh, it says that he awakens me morning by morning uh, as an instructed one. And, you know, in order to be an instructed one means what? That means that I need to have the attitude of a learner. (laughs) That means that I need to uh, come under the Lord and learn from him. The opposite of that is what? Rebellious. We don't want to be rebellious, right, towards the Lord. We want to be a learner. And as we are there being instructed by his word through his speaking, you know what? Uh, we can be those also that uh, help others to hear God's word, uh, voice, right, in his word. Um, how about letter D, together? Praising, together. Praising and singing. First Chronicles 23:30. all together. And to stand morning by morning. And then Psalms 50, verse 16. Amen. So, another thing, too, that we can do in the morning or practice in the morning is to praise and to sing to the Lord. You know, in this verse, in Psalms 59, 16, it says, I will joyfully sing of your loving kindness. So you know what he did here, the psalmist? He converted the feeling into praise. Isn't that so sweet, right? He converted his feeling into a praise. So this is another thing that we can incorporate in our time with the Lord by praising him and singing him. Letter E says additional practices, practices, calling on the Lord, praying, confessing our sins, etc., And, you know, um, all these practices that we are mentioning tonight, these are all just, again, different ways that we can incorporate into our morning time with the Lord. And as we incorporate them into uh, uh, our time with the Lord, uh, we will be revived. We will experience revival. And uh, I will say that this matter of morning revival... um, once you start, um, uh, I believe that we need to work towards building it up as a habit. And so if you can uh, uh, establish this habit in your college years, you are set for the rest of your Christian life. And uh, I hope that the Lord really establishes this matter of morning revival in our experience. And uh, the reason I hope that the Lord establishes it is because we want the Lord to accomplish his eternal purpose. We want the Lord to have a vessel called the church that expresses Christ in his fullness. So I hope that uh, tonight's fellowship helped you. <laughs> uh, and uh, we can start when? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> we can start tomorrow morning. And what was the first step to start tomorrow morning? Put your Bible next to you, go to sleep early, 
Number three, confess your sins. And number four, ask the Lord that you want to fellowship with him in the morning. So I hope that we do have a start tomorrow morning, right? And so um, what should we do now, brothers? Should we uh, maybe uh, just, uh, maybe we can uh, break up into pairs or groups and we can fellowship over the outline. And uh, if you have the way to, you know, just point, uh, uh, utter or say the points, you know, morning revival is what? Seeking and finding the Lord. When is the best time? In the morning. What happens in the morning? We are being revived. And how do we practice? We practice by what? Getting yourself ready for the next morning, feeding on God's Word, hearing the Lord, praising and singing, and then we have the rest of the uh, matters there. So how about we break up now and just take about maybe five minutes to fellowship over uh, tonight's Word. Amen.